Hey guys, it's me, Danny. Now in my 20s, I thought I knew everything. Couldn't tell me nothing. Then I hit my 30s and I didn't think I knew anything. I wished somebody would have told me something. But now that I'm living in my 40s, I'm real comfortable living this life in the Middle Ages. So I thought I'd get together with a couple of my friends who also are in that same age bracket so that we can have some talks about what I believe are some shared experiences. Now, either you've gone through them, you will go through them, or you know somebody who went through them. It's all about conversation. It's all about community here. So listen, comment down below if you have anything to say. If you don't, just make sure you subscribe so you know we're here every week. Like it if you really just like what's going on and share it with a friend if you know somebody who could benefit from what's going on. So let's sit back and see what the people have to say. These episodes get better and better by the week, and I'm so excited that we're still moving on. Thank you to everybody who is here. So this week, we've been talking about, you know, starting over when you turn 40 and you done had a couple of kids and now you're going to have another baby. Like, what is that about? And also, how do you relate to your pregnancy now? How do you relate to your partner in this day and age it's all different from what we used to do when we were in our 20s this was a really wonderful conversation and i'm really glad that i got to have this one so you guys sit back and enjoy and you know join in on the conversation if you want to talk to your friends about it too let's see what let's see what summer has to say hey my name is summer and i'm 43 okay Sometimes it'd be weird when people say they in their 40s. I still be looking at people like, you 40? You know what? It's Only thing about being 40 in my 40s is bothering me is the gray hair. That's it. See? And that's what I say. Like, well, but I started going gray when I was 20. So, but I still. I started. I was in my 30s when I started. Okay. Is it in the front or did yours start somewhere else? Mine started in the middle and then it came out in the front so who saw it your first grades i did oh so it wasn't like it wasn't like it was something where people was like oh you got great hair (laughs) no it was me you know me doing my own hair you know just washing shampoo and just you know conditioning and you know just doing my regular yeah. You know, day to day with my hair, and I just start noticing, like when I part my hair to grease my scalp, yeah. I'm like, "What's this?" <laughs> so then, that um, so after you know, I started there, and then I'm like, "Okay, I covered up with my ponytail, with my hair back, yeah. you know, whatever, no big deal." But you know, I was always the type that liked to get my hair colored anyway, so yeah. it wasn't a big deal, but when I was getting my hair colored and I started noticing like little pieces coming out in the front (laughs) and it was past my edges you know the hair that's on your forehead (laughs) so when I had 
got them on my forehead, and I start trying to pluck them. And then it was only getting worse. So then after that, I just was like, that's just pretty much it. Like, so now I just be trying to do wrenches, and then I don't know. Do they work though? Because I bleach mine and it still look like this. Like it still come out. It don't matter. Like the bleach. No, it don't matter. It don't matter what you do. It don't matter. Um, me, I tried to do rinses because I was like, you know, chemicals were so harsh. You know. Yeah. All of that, and I was like, well, let me go down the road of doing uh, rinses to see if that'll help. And rinses, depending on how much you wash your hair. It don't. It ain't gonna wait. Oh, and then it don't even matter if you put the gray formula in it for the last long. I was gonna that say don't work neither. Use the gray shampoo, like the body gray gray shampoo, because it's supposed to make it not look so dull. Because I think that's the worst part for me is like it look like green. I feel like I really look like a grandma with the. So that yeah, I used to have conversations with my mom, and I used to be like, you know, older women, like, why are hair look green or why are hair look pink? You know, and my mom used to say, "Well, she she pretty much dyed her hair like all the time, and now it's almost like a permanent color." So it's like you know, she was like, "When you dye your hair, like she was the first one to tell me because she was the one doing rinses on her hair and dye her hair to have her grays all the time." So I don't even think I've seen a gray hair on my mom. (laughs) (laughs) So. Oh, when wow. she when she was telling me like and giving me advice to you know um, to uh, do my hair and all of that, she just was like you know when you get older your hair tends to still stick and hang on to them colors and then with grays being so hard to dye, mm-hmm. you know what I mean like it kind of works against you too. So I was just like, Ugh, I don't want to be them old ladies with green hair. Because <laughs> I've been bleaching this thing for like, I guess at least six years. I've been bleaching it to try to get the, keep the gray from popping out. Now I just try to put my hair down on my forehead instead of wearing Do you get hair. more? Like, are you, do you have a lot? Yeah, I got a whole bunch of gray. Like all of this is gray up in here and then in and through is all gray. But um. My dad was gray by the time he was 50. He was all the way. My dad was too. Um, my dad was gray. too. And my grandma is like white. So it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. It, they just get it early. Yeah, it's going to happen. I even got hair down here, gray hair down in the back, they all down in. in the kitchen. They be coming <laughs> it. They, they, it's disrespectful because you can't hide it. Now, I feel like if it was like a, a bigger patch of gray, I might be a little bit more comfortable with it. But because it just be like these little pieces that want to be disrespectful yeah like i always wanted to have like a streak like storm or something you know? <laughs> yeah it ain't gonna it ain't working out it ain't everybody working out. wants that streak like everybody's like i just want like a little patch here or a streak over here i want to look like a little baby raccoon or something like everybody wanted yeah like i don't want to spread out i wanted to come like i just want to like wake up one day and be all the way white and then I'll be fine with it. But like this little, people, <laughs> right. it's not working. Cause there's a lady, there's a lady at my church and she is completely gray, but she only like 45, right? But when I first met her was probably 10 years ago and she was already all the way gray. It looked so pretty on her. And I was like, if my hair would just go all the way gray, 
I would be fine. But Ugh, I don't know. I'm scared. <laughs> I think I think, you know, then cause then you could get, you know, the gray um weave for your hair, like you can match it up better. Yeah. yeah. And, but this yeah. little spotty thing, I don't know. But my whole family been a uh, rinsing a dye job their whole lives. I don't know nobody who accepted their gray except for my grandma and my dad. Like everybody else I know, they they hide in it. Everybody like on my mom's side, except my aunt, my mom's uh, middle sister. She, when I talk to her on the phone, we FaceTime, and she'd be like, "Uh, you need to get some gray," <laughs> and I'd be like, "Uh, you need to mind your business because she's gonna, gonna be her. here." And she's she's what she's fifty nine. She's fifty nine, so uh, she um she's just uh. So like not accepting the hers at all. So I me, I'm like, I'm like, Ugh. I feel kind of feel the same way with her, but um, I I, I don't know why it's such a big thing. I think our I think our generation though is um less about the chemicals and stuff like that. Yeah, like the yeah. past generation was they fried diet and lay it to the side right quick and we've been trying to be right with more stuff so we more cautious about what we put on our hair so that might be why you gotta then be like well if i can't put a lot of stuff on it i guess i gotta deal with this ugly ass gray coming through but (laughs) (laughs) because what else we gonna do i ain't found it and and i was using those yeah those um wax dyes those um temporary ones you can um you know combing through your hair and then as soon as you wash your hair it all come back out those yeah, come yeah. up but they don't last long mm. oh so you, you unless you yeah. want to be in there retouching that wax stuff every other day that ain't yeah, gonna I ain't, yeah. Um, that ain't working so you know like there's there's moments where i'd be like you know what i'm just going to embrace my grave yeah the hell with it till i go outside until I go outside. <laughs> Until I go outside. I'd be comfortable or, in the house. Or like even when it comes to like going out, like, you know, you dressing up a certain type of way or whatever. And it'd be like, like, like I kid you not, literally last week I put on a, a Nike sweatsuit and my Jordan. And I looked at my head. (laughs) (laughs) Like, no. Like, this ain't working. It don't go. Because you don't feel like gray hair. Like, I don't feel like a gray hair person. So when I see the gray hair person in the mirror, I'd be like, who the hell is that? Because that's not, like, I don't know. I guess maybe, I'm going to just say maybe I still feel like 30s or something because like when I'm trying to be cute and stuff I'm not thinking that person that I'm thinking about I'm gonna look like don't have gray hair definitely definitely when you're trying to be cute definitely and then gray comes through and disrespect the whole scene and you like "Mm." definitely like you try to wear wigs weaves whatever and it just don't work no and I can't really do a lot else with my hair now that it's locked up so it ain't like I'm about to throw a wig on this thing because it's gonna be all lumpy and lumpy. So <laughs> I just got, I just started being like, I'm gonna put the, I'm gonna just create bangs now because this, it's not working. It's not working. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm sad about it. I don't know. It just, it ain't working. Somebody said that you could get like a color corrector stuff, but then I don't want to invest in all of those products and then they don't work. And then I, now I got all this gray shampoo I got to use. I mean, I'm going to use it if I if I buy, but I, I don't It don't even matter if you look to a professional. I feel like it just. No, it's going to be great. Uh, right. Uh, <laughs> hats. You got to get a lot of hats. Oh, I definitely got my hats. And you I always like, look cute always a, Like you look I've always been right oh, thanks. thanks. But I've always I've always liked hats anyway. So, you know, I found my okay, well I'll put a hat on today. Or I'll, you know, throw on this or I'll throw on that. But like I said, like one minute I'll be like, I'm okay, I'm gonna embrace my grades and then the other days I just be like, uh, I gotta put me a rinse in. <laughs> so um you you but you were dying your hair anyway just because you like the dye not because yeah i used to always just like like when i was younger even before i had grades i used to always you know do highlights you know all that type of stuff so i was talking about the highlights remember back in the day when they used to have that cap and you used to pull the um hairs through the little yep. one of my friends i was, yep. I was like she because she was talking about she wanted the streak of grace so i was like you could you could probably just do the gray because she don't got no gray she like 50 she don't got no gray in her hair so that's crazy. He always talk about I want one. She got one gray. Literally, it's one gray right here. And every time I see her, she'd be like, "Look, look at my gray right here." And I'd be like, "That's." <laughs> I was trying to tell her you could get the cap. I was like, "I wonder if they still make them caps, and you could go ahead on and have in sync streaks like back." In I the believe day. they still do. I believe they, they have that thing, and she said she never seen it, but she's not from America, so she won't be knowing all the <laughs> dumb. <laughs> that that's a whole different kind of that's a whole different kind of thing. She Caribbean, so because she Caribbean, they wasn't going to the store and trying all the dye stuff like we was back in the day. So yeah. I don't know, yeah. but I, I, yeah. do wanna, I do want to. I don't know. I, I wanted to just I want to wake up and my hair be white like Barack Obama's. Because <laughs> 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 he got white hair. I want white hair like my grandma and Barack Obama. And my I had an yeah. aunt, my great aunt, um, she lived to be like 96. And her hair was the most beautiful white I had ever seen. I always wanted that white that she got. It ain't coming in like that, and I don't know when it's going to show yeah. up. I I just yeah, you know that filter that's on uh Snapchat, the little old lady. Yeah, I even tried to look at that to see how my grades is going to be. <laughs> even I, that was some bull crap. I think your face so bad. I was like, oh, <laughs> who is going to love me then? Because don't let it come yeah. through. I, I saw that the one time and I was like, I need to moisturize a lot because if that's what it's going to look like, I need to make sure it's moisturized. Some say it. Yeah. Getting yeah, old. Yeah, I guess at some point, I guess at some point we got to embrace it. I guess so. So let me ask you this. Were when you, because you're 43, so when you um were approaching 40, were you nervous about it? Was it like a sad time for you or were you ready for it? Yes, I was nervous. Wow. But I'll say, okay, so I'm going to go back to when I was 21. Go ahead. When I turned 21, it was a, oh, hey, I'm 21. Whatever, whatever. And can't nobody tell me nothing. Absolutely. 
when I went to 30, it was like I woke up on my 30th birthday, looked at the ceiling, and boohoo cried. Really? Boohoo cried. Boohoo cried. Um, and I was sad all the way till I was 35. Every birthday, I would get upset every birthday because I was 35. Really? Then, um, then 36, 37, I kind of got into my the hell with it stage, I guess. Okay. Then 40 comes around. I was definitely nervous, but I was bringing a kid into the world at 40. Yeah, that's a whole nother conversation that we need to have, but go ahead. <laughs> so, so um, I was definitely, I was scared to become 40 mm-hmm. because I was more so like worried about my health. Yeah, I was more so worried about um, how I was going to look, you see. know, because of weight gain you know fluctuating you know all of that you're going through all of that you know trying to keep yourself healthy working out you know all that so I was worried about that and then um I was also worried about my love life too because you know prior to that how old was I what was I 38 37 38 when I got divorced okay so I was worried about my love life too. Because what when you when you hit forty and you were just you know because at forty that's when the that's when the baby came when you were forty. Literally, like <laughs> I celebrated my fortieth birthday pregnant. <laughs> uh, and that's and that we'll talk about that though. So like. Because you're you have three kids total, three kids total. So you did a whole start over because all boys, all boys. <laughs> so fun. Sounds like a lot of um noise to me. <laughs> <laughs> but the oldest one was how old when the baby was born? Fifteen. And the and the middle one was twelve. Yep. And then you had a baby. Started all the way <laughs> over. What is that like? Because I, every time I think about like all the people I know who got like that start over baby, I'm just like, how you wake up? Because like, I'm tired. So starting over at 40 with a kid, it had, I feel like it has his good moments and his bad moments. The good part is I got to appreciate being pregnant, paying attention to everything in the pregnancy, uh, being knowledgeable, Mm -hmm. um, and being more caring and more open to what was going on. I got, like I said, I got to appreciate, you know, uh, everything that came with pregnancy versus to, you know, I had my first kid when I was 23. Mm, okay so you know I pretty much grew up I guess you can say with my other two yeah so um I appreciated it more 
Um, the the um, the I'm trying process. to think. Um, the, the, I appreciated the whole process, even if I had to do it by myself. I appreciated it. Um, I was I just felt so much more like healthier, so much more just. It was just a so a, it was so much of a better experience being younger. Like I under I think I understand now with you know older women when they say you know I don't want to have kids until I'm older. You know I you know I I didn't have my kids until I was like you know in my late thirties you know, or, you know, 40, whatever. I now understand, you know, I guess what they're saying. When you're younger having kids, I feel like you growing up with kids, these are your friends versus two these actually being your kids. So, um, so this little human being, um, I guess because of the experience that I had with the other two, you know, it still came natural. Right. Only thing I wasn't prepared for was him coming early. He came early. Mm-hmm. He came, um, I was 35 weeks when I went into labor. And everything was totally unexpected. My prior to, I had, you know, vaginally, no medication, no anything. Okay. And again, I was younger. Yeah. <laughs> you can um, things when, you, when you're young. With, with, with this one, um, you know, everything was good during the whole pregnancy. Like he was, you know, uh, in the proper position the whole time. Literally, I woke up probably like four o'clock in the morning, and it was the day of me going into one of my weekly appointments. And he turned around, went breach. Oh wow! And I went into labor like. A 35 week wow. and I was literally going into my doctor's appointment so at home I'm laboring the whole time and didn't even realize it because of the, the, the two experiences I had with the other two I didn't get to really I guess you can say labor you know go through the whole experience of water breaking and you know all that type of stuff with them either okay yeah so with this one so this one, I didn't get to experience any of that. And I had to have a C-section because oh, he was breached. Okay. So. Oh, another experience too. That's completely different. So that leads up into, because I was, you know, gung-ho like, oh, I'm going to have it, you know, naturally, vaginally. I'm, you know, it's going to be a cakewalk. It's, it's nothing because it's of not how I experienced it before. A C-section. Is a bad mother. <laughs> it is. It is. It's a bad, and I say that because, you know, the surgery in itself was fine. Even the scar was fine. You couldn't even tell today I had a C-section. Okay. But the recovery from it, oh my goodness, it's a mother. So yeah. that probably we was with my greatest. I guess you can say my greatest uh, my greatest like hurdle I guess you can say um, I was more worried about that like I was I was sick that I had to have a C-section 
Yeah, because so, nobody plans for that really. Like I feel like you don't some celebrities do, but like other than that, like regular people, nobody really plans for the C section. It always just come up on you and you gotta go with it and there really ain't a lot of time to be like, No, I don't wanna do this or let me talk to somebody else. Like I had no time. I had no time. Like long story short, I had when it okay, so I I got up four o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh, what's going on? I'm contracting. I'm trying to, you know, lay on my side, drink water to stop everything, you know, whatever. And eventually it stopped, but I just kept drinking water throughout the day, throughout the day. And I knew two o'clock I had my appointment. So I'm like, I ain't going to eat nothing just in case Mm -hmm. there's an issue. So, I, you know, I'm drinking water. You know, I shower, you know, getting ready to go. Kids at school, normal day, everything. And go to the doctors. They're like, oh, well. And I did say, too, I did notice, too, that there wasn't a lot of movement like there normally was. Mm-hmm. That kind of made me a little worried, too. Even though there still was, it just wasn't a lot. It's a little bit. Um, so I get there. And I'm like, yeah, I experienced this, you know, four o'clock in the morning. I, you know, no, this whole big old movement, contraction, all of that, but everything stopped. And then the movement of the baby just wasn't the greatest. So the doctor was like, okay, you know, we'll check, see what's going on, you know, whatever. And I didn't start getting examined yet. I was, I think I wasn't due until the following week to start getting the, you know, the. Yeah, yeah. yeah being checked or whatever mm-hmm. vaginally so uh um so she was she was checking checking my belly you know measuring it and then she goes to listen for the heartbeat and she was like she knows immediately goes up to the top I'm, I'm sorry she goes down to the bottom where the heartbeat should be she's like my heartbeat oh you know she's moving all around and she's getting all kind of like nervous <laughs> what's going on so i'm like okay like what's what's the deal here she was like i'm not hearing a heartbeat and then she started just going all over my belly at that point. heartbeat was all the way in my chest <laughs> now you hold your breath like find so, my baby's heartbeat <laughs> so she was just like so she was just like yeah his heart is all the way up she was like i think he's breached so i said that's what that was she was like yeah if you felt like I had, I had, it was almost like a big old flip of a fish or something like this oh, wow. crazy feeling. Like it was terrible, and it it came and went, couple contractions, and that was it. So she was just like, "Yeah, I think he's breached." So she started doing a little bit more, you know, investigating. Then she went on ahead and checked me because I said, "Well, I was kind of pinkish, you know, a little discharge or whatever." She checked. She was like, "You're four centimeters." She's like, we're gonna have a baby today. I'm like, what? Say, wait a what minute. What do you mean? No. <laughs> I gotta go home, wait for the kids, mm-hmm. all of that. Now, mind you, I'm still buying stuff for the baby. I still got a whole month to go. Yeah. I didn't even get his car seat in his stroller yet. Oh no. Yeah, so I did, I barely had any clothes. I barely had any clothes. I didn't have hardly anything. 
I still got a whole month to go. Oh my goodness. So, I never really think about that when people had their babies early. Like, yeah, you don't have all the stuff yet. I didn't have everything. And I'm just, you know, putting around like, oh, every time I go to the store, I'm about this, about that, about little stuff, whatever. And it was so crazy that in that moment that I was sitting there on the table. She was like, yeah, we're going to have a baby today. I'm going to need you to get down to the hospital right away. And I'm like, I'm just sitting there. And she's like, Summer, you got to go. You gotta. <laughs> and, I, and I drove to the doctors by myself, everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I got to go back home. I got to park the car. I got to call dad and be like, hey, you know, we got to go to the hospital, you know, da, 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 da. he's at work and he's like, what? <laughs> yeah, because in his mind too, it's a month. We get, we got a whole month. So I got to call my mom, you know, I got to call my brother, like, you know, all everybody, all my emergency support. Right. Like, hey, I'm going in to have a baby today. Everybody's like, what? So, yeah, I go in. I have a kid, and this particular week, I still had, I was still going to work all the way up until, like, the last week that I couldn't work no more, I guess you can say. So, that was, like, I was going to quit work probably, like, two weeks before I ended up having to do it, like, three weeks, and everybody was on vacation, Mm -hmm. so that when I went out, so... I messed up a whole surprise baby shower. You did. Ended up doing my baby shower on Zoom. I mean, not Zoom, FaceTime with everybody. (laughs) And the baby shower, all the stuff that I got, I literally made up for the stuff that I didn't get. Didn't have. Yeah. Well, that's good. So, So that, you know, that all worked out. But I guess you can say going back to, you know, being 40, having a kid and all of that, and you're not thinking that, you're just thinking like, oh my gosh, how are you going to sleep? How is this? How is that? It's almost like, you know, you jumping back into mom mode and either you got it or you don't. Okay. See, because that's and, what I, I don't know if you, I've, I've always wondered, like, do you just is does it feel all the way brand new or do you just kind of like when they say it feels like it feels it feels brand new but at the same time it's like it's like a little bit of both. it's brand new all over again and it's brand new because you just have to purchase a whole lot of stuff Mm, okay and then you go back into mom mode is what you did before you're already knowledgeable from the other two or however many kids you had previously so you're already knowledgeable and you already know what you need to do you know what I mean when it comes to being um you know prioritizing all your your time you know being asleep working you know all of that um I went right back to work um I took my eight weeks I came back to work and I came back to work early because my um, medical leave was kind of tore up. Okay. So um, I came back early because they was, they were sending me all kinds of checks that didn't even make no sense. Yeah. 
So I was just like, this is uh-huh. like, because, you know, I had enough time saved up to where, you know, I wouldn't miss a beat. Okay. You know what I mean? So being that all that was messed up, I had to go back to work. So I went back to work, you know, my regular eight weeks after my eight week checkup and all of that. And um, only thing is, you know, just getting back into a routine of okay. having a little one. That's all it because you know I still had a routine with the big one. Yeah. You know, I just had to fit the little one in and he just fell right in the line and everything. Do you feel like you have more patience now than before, or do you feel like you have less patience because you didn't already been through some of this stuff? I'll say it just depends on what the situation is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say if I'll say it's like 50 50 with the patient, you know, because some things it's just like, oh my God. Um okay, so breastfeeding, you know, this was the baby that I was gonna breastfeed. Because prior mm-hmm. to, you know, these two, um my first one. He was breastfeeding, but I was not knowledgeable, so I quit early. The second one, I just didn't do it at all because he just was just totally oblivious to it. And when I say that, it's because he just, it just seemed like he just didn't want to do it. Okay. I said, okay, fine with me. (laughs) So with, with, uh, with this one, I was just like, oh, I'm going to breastfeed. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I had the toughest time trying to breastfeed. And I only can do it up to four months. Um, and I had to supplement formula with breast milk okay. because I wasn't producing enough. Okay. So I took all the supplements. I got to a lactate, lactation consultant. I, you know, you name it, I did it. And nothing worked for me. Mm-hmm. that's another Nothing thing works. everybody just always assumes that just you want to breastfeed you say you want to breastfeed you that's it like milk just come and then when it don't yeah. it you know a lot of people kind of feel like they failed somewhere where it's just kind of like yeah, and I felt like I definitely mm-hmm. felt like a failure yeah but it, like your body just gonna do what your body gonna do you can't right you do even then you right. do all the tricks and all of that stuff like you know because the body is going to do what it's going to do right so even though i had experience previously i just didn't do it that long mm-hmm. and i wasn't knowledgeable so i could i i didn't i wasn't able to pay attention to the fact that i might have had those issues early on yeah. and didn't realize it even though it, yeah. it you know so because i was you know with some hurdles I had to you know cross over with um I didn't experience postpartum but the the part the the, the part with the uh the uh the c-section was the kicker because nobody tells you like the healing process with the Mm c-section nobody tells you that um you know you can become very very dehydrated um and you know they pump you up with all kinds of fluids and you go home and your legs and your feet look like <laughs> 10 taxes of sausages like yeah. um they don't tell you that you know um 
you know, you have these headaches, you got to replenish all your fluids, you got to do, you know, there's so many different things that comes with a C-section that I don't think nobody realizes. Nobody tells you the, the afterward part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lot. Even, even you know, um, trying to maneuver your body while it's still healing. And like, you know, when you want to like reach down and pick up your baby, like that whole, your midsection is just like, no, I don't. You can't laugh. You can't <laughs> cough. You can't fart. No. Like you can't, you know, just jump up like you normally do and just go. It literally takes a while. Like I even still feel it to this day. Like, yeah. Even like when I'm working out and doing different things, I still feel that, you know, where my stomach was separated so to speak you know the, all the tissue all the muscles and all of that it's almost like you haven't I feel like my stomach was split because I've always been flat okay but now that I gain weight it's, it's like I have this little pocket now <laughs> <laughs> yes. I know the pocket I know the pocket so, so I have this pocket now so it's like that's gonna be another hurdle to try to get rid of you know with me trying to work out and let me just tell you, like, I had a C-section with the first one, and then I didn't have any more. But so it's been almost 30 years now. And I still feel like I got, like, ghost itching on the inside of my stomach still sometimes. Like, I still feel like I want to scratch, but I can't get to that thing because it's like the it's inner, it's an inner itch. But there ain't nothing you could do about it. It just comes sometimes and I just be standing there looking like an idiot, rubbing my stomach on this pouch that you're talking about. Like, uh. Yeah, so yeah, so that that's that's you know what I mean? Like, like I said, nobody ever tells you like how it's gonna be after a C-section. Like everybody is just, oh, have a C-section. Oh, you'll be fine, you'll be this, you'll be that. But the recovery is just like. Why is she telling me about the recovery? Because if you had told me about that, I'd have been like, "Can you spin him? Can you yeah. do something else? Can yeah. we? You know what I mean? Because you know, back in the day, they take babies to breach and you know, turn them, turn them. Yeah, they don't. So they don't do that and, anymore. They don't do. They didn't even. Yeah, my doctor. My doctor was just like, no, they didn't want to chance me bleeding or hemorrhaging okay. or anything. So they was just like, no. So I think you know, it's it's a dangerous thing. You know, so nobody really wants to, you know, do all that. I guess unless you're persistent and want to do it. But I just was like, okay, I guess I'm going to have to have me a C-section. It's just (laughs) that whole, like, getting your mind together when you're in the room and you know they're going to, because you're still awake for that, right? I don't know. They did it 30 years ago. Like, (laughs) you're still awake for that, right? Yeah, no, you're still awake. You're still like, knowing that they had that thing up there. Go ahead. Now, that is crazy in itself, too, because, you know, you're going through this whole process. You're already scared. And because, you know, I was just like, I was scared as hell. I didn't want to, I, and like I said, I didn't even want to even go down that road of having a few seconds. But now that I had to do it, I was scared going all the way through the room. I was like, thank goodness I didn't eat anything. Um, I just was so nervous and I was nervous because I didn't want nobody to put any spinal anything to do with anything with my spine that's the the reason why previously I never got medication you know like the epidural or anything like that because I was just like if somebody mess up that's just it 
<laughs> that's it it really is and i'm just like i don't want to chance that and you know back then mcgee was you know having students and they still do mm-hmm. but they did it was almost like they didn't give you the option they just let students do whatever now it's you know okay. they give you the option to say hey you know is it okay if one of my students come in whatever and i'm like yeah they can come in but they can stay on the side do it. and just watch <laughs> yeah so um so I was scared of, you know, the whole, the whole, you know, getting the me- medication, you know, through my spine and, you know, all of that. So once I got all of that done, I was laying there, I was numb. Like your body just literally goes like, like so lump, like it's so crazy and it's so hot. And it, it, you know, you go through all these different experiences, just even being up on the table. Yeah. So then, um, you know, you be behind the curtain, the doctors are talking to you and, only thing you can feel is just your body just, you know, going back and forth with movement. And I don't remember none of it. When they um when they um had, you know, reached the point of getting the sack and getting to the baby, I heard all this water just pour all over the floor like somebody dumped buckets of water on the floor. <laughs> yes. And it was so crazy. It was so crazy. So it was it that was definitely like one hell of an experience now let's talk about baby home now and now you have to parent with a different person because you were married before and your kids Mm -hmm. were from that marriage the the first two were from that marriage now you have to parent with a different person do you feel like you had to like alter your parenting style a little bit to come with them or did y'all just mesh up uh, we met from from the point I mean the, from the beginning um I'll say that previously um I had to do everything and I only say that like it was just one of them things where the woman had to take over mm-hmm. and the guy just was inexperienced mm-hmm. you know um so that's what I mean by me you know having to do everything um down to you know appointments and even though he accompanied me but it was just you know I gotta schedule this I gotta do this I gotta do that you know um down to feeding the baby and you know it's almost like I gotta you know even though we were going through the process together it was like I was the one that had to retain everything so I could teach him right right right. so with this one coming into the new one I didn't have to teach and show them anything. We just messed together and we kind of bounce off each other. That's nice. I don't know. And he and and he probably I can say he probably showed me a few things and I probably showed him a few things. Nice, nice. That you know, I've never had that experience, but I feel like um it would be a relieving experience to know that you don't have to hold all responsibility for all the knowledge and then like yeah it's definitely it's definitely like a load up off of me yeah definitely a load up off of me to to being able to even to where like leaving the baby with them you're cool you know i mean Mm -hmm. i don't have to call i don't have to you know do anything 
But the other one, I had to just be calling all the time. You okay? <laughs> you know, all of that. Or he would call me, or what did I do with this? Da, da, da. You know, the other one, ah, like he jumps in when I'm gone and he does everything I do. That's crazy because I remember when my kids were little and I started going to work. One of my friends didn't work the same schedule as me. And so I, I used to have her on standby with the lunch ready in case they dad wasn't feeding them lunch. And then she would have to call him and be like, did you feed them kids lunch today? And sometimes he did not do that. <laughs> she would be like, I'm on my way over them lunch. Like, I remember that being like, you didn't think to feed the kids lunch today? And he'd be like, they said they was hungry. Like, what is Right, right, I'm right. Like, no, there's certain things. And then as soon as you hit the door... It's like, oh, the kids is beating you down because they hungry, yeah. this, they that, you know, whatever. So, yeah. So, that was my experience of, like, I'm gone, I come back, and everybody is beating down the door to get them all because they hungry, they need this, they need that. And I'm like, why didn't you say that to your dad? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't trust him like that. Right. So, when you, right. when you had the first kids, you had the first one when you was 21, 23. 23. Yeah. You were already married. Yeah. For how long? Or how long Three had y'all been together? Maybe not even married, but like how long had y'all been um, before y'all had a baby? <laughs> seven years. Oh, wow. We were okay. together seven years and we were married three years before I had a kid. Okay. So it was kind of like a routine already that y'all had as a couple. Yeah, I mean, y'all yeah. was young, yeah. so yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it wasn't like we planned for it. It just mm -hmm. happened, mm -hmm. and we just, you know, took it on from there. Moved on. I, yeah, I would be very interested in talking to somebody who who planned their first baby, because I don't know anybody that I don't yeah, know that I like, know anybody that planned their first planned? baby. And that's crazy, because, like, people, like, people be out there, like, planning to have babies, but I don't, I don't. No, if if I know them, I don't know. I don't know that they plan their baby. You know, everybody I know was just like, "Oops, I did it again." You pregnant? <laughs> and Oops, so I did it again. It's like that change. I, I I feel like that. I, I would be very interested in talking to somebody who did actually like plan their first child. But um, was there a difference in telling? your husband that you were pregnant and then telling your boyfriend that you were pregnant? Yes. Like, were you... I don't know, because sometimes... The husband... Like, the, the husband the second, oh, second go-round. The husband was more so... Like, when I told him, it was just like he had this nonchalant attitude where, you know, you think because you married and you know, you, you think you got everything and, you know, you think it's so much better because you're married. And, and when he, he didn't get excited until it was time to find out what the sex of the baby was. Okay. Um, when I first told him that I was pregnant, he was on some more like, well, how did that happen? What are we going to do? Like, <laughs> and it was almost like, well, damn, do, do I need to look at an abortion? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt. Because you wanted him to be more excited? I wanted, it was just one of those things where, you know, how, you know, you yeah. see like 
I guess you could say, I guess I live by, by fairy tale lifestyle through TV. So yeah. everything I've seen on TV where, you know, the, the woman, the husband, got the kids, white picket fence, dog, you know, all of that. I'm working on that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I get to the point where, okay, you know, I'm married. We doing it. We, you know, building our life together. And then, bam, I got a baby. Oh, I'm pregnant. So, <laughs> oh, hey. Pregnant, and he's like, Oh, like, mm. what are we going to do? Like, with and it's just like, Okay, well, damn, I thought you were going to be more excited than that. Yeah, and he's more so thinking of, What are we going to do? We ain't got no money, like, we're mm. really not, you know, like, we're broke. Like, yeah. how can we afford to have another kid? So, I never thought of it like on his perspective, and mm. he's on some old, like. Oh, I gotta prepare for this. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. I gotta take care of my family now. I gotta, yeah. you know, all those different things. And all I wanted was one moment just for him to be like, oh, excited, like how I was. Not knowing, like, he's like on a whole different level as to what he gotta do now. Now that he got a baby coming. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to think about the other person. Because we do make these, like, ideas in our head of, like, how the scene going to play out. And they, right. the other person in the scene don't know they even about to be in the scene. <laughs> you done made a whole right. play, and right. they don't even know they in the show yet. And then when they show up and they don't do it right, you're like, you don't care about me. You don't care about my baby. You don't care right. about me. Right. like, right. I just right. found out big news. Like, I don't... <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean to you, but like, let me sit with it for a minute. Cause TV right. be lying. Like, I the one thing I do TV know is that is the TV lied to us so much. We did not know, like that, like all of that stuff we created mm-hmm. thoughts and how it's supposed to be, and then when it don't go that way, it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. somebody wrote that. This thing right here is the real, right. and it's right. out here. I didn't have a husband, but yeah. So so when you announced baby number three, did you get more celebration? Okay, so (laughs) I had um, miscarried previously to baby number three. Okay. With the boyfriend. So the boyfriend was ecstatic. Okay. For that pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, oh my gosh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he, so he's telling everybody, you know, you ain't supposed to be telling people nothing mm-hmm. until after you pass a certain point. So he was excited. He was, you know, I couldn't ask for a better excitement. <laughs> but when I announced baby actually number three, we were on the rocks. Okay. Um, We weren't even really, we were we weren't even together, to be honest. We weren't even together. And um, that um, that news breaking was probably a terrible experience because mm-hmm. of where we were at in our relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I feel like, <clears throat> did that make you question then? Because you said for a quick minute, it was like, with with baby number one it was like should I be having a baby with you since you ain't excited so when you when you found out that you were pregnant the next time with your boyfriend or at that point 
just to do you know <laughs> like you know right um, <laughs> you know how when you be mad you like right, I just, right, I, I, right. like I, this is somebody I know you know what I mean yeah, it's like because you would not say yeah um was it more were you did you have an excitement no I didn't um I wasn't excited at all um I was just like you know damn it was almost like damn how did this happen mm-hmm. you know what I mean and I was being careful so to speak um which I thought I was you know with the watching of the periods doing this doing that protecting the whole time and I was also you know going through um a point where I was having issues as far as you know my you know women issues Mm-hmm. So it, it got to the point where um, I guess you can say if I can sum it up from 35 all the way to 40. So for five years, I was experiencing having five boys and not knowing it. Okay. So that brought on the worst periods in the world, the, the, the longest periods in the world, and so forth and so on. So I was on the road to possibly getting a hysterectomy before I got pregnant okay so um I was exploring you know the options of um removing the fibroids or removing um just the housing unit not necessarily every single thing but just Mm -hmm. the housing unit for just the womb and um or just dealing with it so I just said you know um probably six months prior to me getting pregnant, I, you know, I visited the doctor's office and we had that conversation. I said, well, you know, I'm going to sit on it for a minute, you know, see what I want to do. And because I was, you know, scared when you hear a hysterectomy, it's just like, yeah. your life is over, you know? So I was scared. Um, and I was, you know, going through all of that. So probably I sat on it for six months trying to make my decision whether I wanted to you know, have a hysterectomy or, you know, just have surgery and get the fibroids removed. And lo and behold, I got pregnant six months later. And I didn't even think that I could even have a kid because of all the problems that I was having. So that was, you know what I mean, kind of like a shocker too. So one, I'm shocked. Two, I'm like, damn, how this happened? What am I going to do? And then also too, like when I explain to him or announce to him that I was pregnant it was just like okay well being that we're on the the outs I'm prepared to take care of this kid by myself not to say that we had to be together or anything like that but since you know there was some things being said and I felt like there was some lines being crossed with some things that were said and I was just like yo I'm prepared to do this by myself I don't need you Mm -hmm. you know so um, I guess um, that was that was probably you know it was it, that was even different. Mm-hmm. That was different because going into it before you didn't have to think like that, you know. Mm-mm. So yeah, that that would seem like to me it, it would seem like a very scary place to be to. You know, and, you know, and I also, I also considered, you know, abortion too. Mm-hmm. I considered it because I was just like, I don't want to bring a baby in the world, and yeah, two parents as jackasses, and you know what I mean. Like, 
ain't nobody seeing eye to eye right now. And, you know, like I said, not that we had to be together, but it was just more so, can we co-parent? Uh-huh, yeah. If we can't co-parent, then I don't want this type of situation. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was like, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not the type to go get an abortion because of the mistake that I made. You know what I mean? And not to say that it was a mistake or anything like that. It was just, you know, it was not the time to be having no kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, because, but because I felt like that, I was just like, you know, all over the place with going in and I decided I'm not going to do an abortion. I'm going to take on my responsibilities and I can do without you. Yeah. You know, that's pretty much it. So <laughs> the experiences of announcing having a kid was all over the place. <laughs> like to everybody else? Uh, just the two guys. Oh, okay. Two guys. It was all over the place. Yeah. I I I don't I never really made announcements, so like I just was playing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know nothing about all of that. I just know what everybody else tell me because, like, my best friend, she had a baby. Um, I think her youngest is probably like six years difference between her youngest and the one before that. And so, even that for me is like, mm-mm, that's that's still too long. Six years, what are we talking about? But she, you know, had you know had to make an announcement, and I was just like. I didn't even have to tell nobody. Like I just pop up baby. Like <laughs> so I don't know none of that stuff. So <laughs> having to, you know, co-parenting and all of that. Um, so like even after, do you feel like the co-parenting is different with, you know, your ex-husband and um now with your boyfriend? Cause well, I mean, I'm now I'm just getting in your business, and you don't got to tell it if you want to. But <laughs> um, if y'all aren't living in the same space, then it's technically it's more co-parenting, right? And if you are if you are living in the same space, do, is it still co-parenting or are we just parenting? I don't know, cause, so I'm just asking. Okay, so <laughs> so it's it's funny because co-parenting I had to learn to co-parenting with to do co-parenting with the ex-husband mm-hmm. so with the ex-husband it was I had to go through the whole us being able to be civil in order to co-parent because you know most people had issues with just even having their relationships right together to even being able to have a conversation mm-hmm. so it took a long time for us to even get to the point where we can have a conversation and be cool again. Like, um, and now in that space, you were like a single parent. You were just just a single parent at that time. I can't say that I was. It was just thir- okay. So going back to the conversation when I said um, I had to do everything. As far as like, you know, getting the kids together, giving him the blue by blue, what he needed to do and stuff like that. It was still the same thing. Mm -hmm. Even, you know, up into our, you know, our kids are teens now, you know, so it's still, you know, like the same thing. And it's like, he just goes off of, he'd ride my my coattail as to any decisions I want to make as far as the kids are concerned and stuff like that. 
So I probably got more consistency out of being co-parenting than I did living in the same household. Um, uh, I got more consistency now where it's just, you know what I mean? Like we're able to be cool or cordial. Um, we're like, okay, we need this, that, and a third, da, 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 da. If he can't help, if he can help, you know, whatever communication, you know, is a lot better. We communicate, you know, a lot of times just through, uh, text message because, you know, he remarried and all of that. Okay. So, um, it's just more so like, you know, when we see each other, we're cool. Like, it's just, you know, no bad blood, no, not, you know, anything like that. So it took a long time to get to that point. So like I said, he's consistent now being a co-parent than he was a husband. Mm-hmm. And then the new, the, the boyfriend, now fiance. <laughs> Come on, congratulations. I mean, no, congratulations. Thank, you didn't know? No. Oh, uh, this was March of last year. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, so in our process, as you can say, we both did a lot of growing. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm just gonna throw out there, I ain't have a whole lot to say. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we both did a lot of growing, and we both kind of was just like, okay, you know, we either we gonna do this or we not. Okay. So we end up we're gonna do it. We, you know, we're engaged. You know, whatever. Now that we're under the same roof. He, it's almost like I'm him and he is me. Okay. So we bounce off of each other. You know, we communicate. You know, sometimes we drop communication, whatever that happens. But um, he's he's terrific when it comes to just being that partner mm-hmm. when stuff needs to be done and stuff like that. Or like say if I need to work late and I can't make it home to do the dinner, do this, do that. You it. know, he handled all that. He got it. I don't have to worry about anything. I don't even have to worry about, oh, if if, if my baby, my, my son's going to get to bed or not. Or, you know, if he's going to take a shower because I have a stickler where you got to take a bath before you go to bed every night. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't have to worry about none of that because he does everything that I do. Good. So, so um, you feel like so I don't feel like I'm co-parenting. I feel like he's my teammate in everything that I do. Not just, you know what I mean? Like just with the kids, everything. Everything. And you so, do feel like that's yeah. that's all um, that you could give credit to how you handle or what you may have learned from your first marriage or how you handle your relationship now? I can say that I've been the same person in both relationships and that I do the same same exact thing. Um, It wasn't a, you know how some women tend to, you know, do all these different things to get a guy and then once you get them, they stop. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not that. I, you know, I kept on being consistent in being, you know, a mom first, Mm -hmm. regardless of who I was with, what I was doing or whatever. So, I've done the same thing across the board. So with, you know, fiance coming into the picture, it was just him just meshing in. I didn't really change anything. Okay. But you feel like, um, like the expectations that you had in your marriage, your first marriage, do you feel like you changed some of them for how your relationship is 
your new relationship or like are all the expectations the same? I didn't really have I guess you can I guess you can say because I knew the fiance like and how he was and how he was with his children because he has, you know, two other children other than our kid together. Um because I knew the type of father he was and the things that he did, um, I knew it was kind of going to be a, a piece of cake, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I just, I don't know, I guess just going, my expectation, I guess you could say my, my only expectation was can he be a teammate or not? Can he be a good teammate or not? And the expectation is definitely satisfied. Because we didn't as know that in our 20s. We didn't know that. Um, well, I, I know when I was talking, you know, to a couple of my friends before, we, we talk about how we didn't know to, like, look for certain things like how you know how relationships should be I didn't have healthy relationships to pattern after like my parents were married but right you know and my grandparents were married right don't be them and so I didn't have any like um understanding of what relationships look like in real time at all I didn't either I, I didn't, didn't know either, what yeah. to pattern after you know in the beginning and now with my relationship now I feel like we are able to have more conversations about wants and 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 things like that because now we know things to to ask for where when I was with my kids dad I didn't it was just like we just here and somehow I just I guess I just thought things were supposed to just like happen like he was supposed to happen to just wake up one morning he a great dad and wake up one morning he a great boyfriend and wake up one morning and he right. Get wake right. up open and he give me these things and I didn't know to look for any of those things and I was on TikTok today and this lady was asking like before you had um, a kid with your your child's father did you pay attention to how he was acting with kids around you and I was like I was fifteen I was I was the kid around <laughs> him like no I didn't look for it you know like I didn't know to look for things like that so, yeah like, like no you don't you don't you definitely didn't don't know. Think going back thinking because I got married when I was 20 mm -hmm. and um me and him got together I was just turning 17 and I just knew that I wanted to be with this guy mm -hmm. and you know it was the whole uh, I've seen the all-American dream in him. It was because, you know, his goals and what he wanted to do fit what I wanted to do. Right. You know, and back then, all you know, when we were young, all we was, oh, well, you going to school? Cool, I'm going to school too. We going to try to go get this degree and, you know, we can go live together and, you know, we could do whatever. Not knowing, okay, is this person responsible? Yeah. <laughs> Is this person going to prioritize? Is this person going to take care of, you know, is he going to be a protector? Right. You wow. know, is he going to, is, is you know, just so many different things. Like you said, talking to your friends, there's so many different things that we don't even look at yeah. or even know to look oh, at. Yeah, no. So yeah. it's just like, why ain't nobody teach us that? <laughs> <laughs> I wish somebody would have said something. 
I wish somebody right. would have said, said something, but I guess it's just all part of the learning. And then you get, we get here, we hit the forties and it's like, oh, I know what I want. And I know these things gotta, gotta happen. I gotta have these things. And I'm just going to have to look for people who can line up with that. Cause some things I just can't not have or not do, or, you know, not say anymore. Right, right, that's right, right. For me, so, that's the best part. Right. So going in, so I guess, yeah, going into, you know, the relationship with my fiance, my, I said my fiance, my fiance that <laughs> wasn't supposed to happen, like, because, you know, we were just friends, you know what I mean? And it turned into something altogether different. I that's never thought that. That's how it was supposed to be, though. Like, that's what they said. I never thought that it would turn out to be being married again. Never Did, thought of it at you, all. When you were getting divorced, what, that, and, and, and like going to the process and like the breakup and all that stuff, in your mind, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't get married again? Like, did you say like, I'm not, I'm not doing this again? Or you didn't that, think about it? No, you know what? <laughs> Being with my ex-husband, it was always that, I don't care what we do, like we always going to be together. Mm -hmm. or I don't care if we break up we still going to sleep together we still want this but we still want that you know I don't care who you with and the moment that I went through all of that I hated his guts mm -hmm. I hated when he farted I hated his smell of his gum mm -hmm. like I hated so much and I couldn't stand him anymore it was just like enough is enough you gotta go I remember you being really upset one day. Um, you had to ride me to work. And I guess y'all must have just got off the phone or something. And like as soon as I got in the car, you was like, never get married. That's the one thing I can <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, okay. <laughs> you know like, what? I know like, like it, it gets to a with a lot of people, it does seem to get to a um ugly place. But I think I've never been married. I've had some breakups and they have right. not been pretty. I don't know if they're the same, you know, if, if it's the same as somebody who's married. I feel like it's all the same. It all plays out the same. Okay. You know, regardless if you're a girlfriend, you're a fiance or you're a wife, everything's still the same. Everything still apply. All the rules still apply. You still going to be cheated on. You still going to be the cheater or you still going to, oh, he got a, somebody else pregnant or, you know, all the experiences that you to think that hoes go through, so to speak, you go through that shit too. Excuse, excuse my language. You go Don't excuse it me over here. We talk how we talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. But nope. we talk know, like, like we talk on this land. Just because, just because you married, don't think that it won't happen to you. Mm -hmm. that's Just how I felt like people were talking about like Nia Long and they're like I can't believe Nia Long husband cheated on I'm like she's a woman and he a man like what why not and you tend to think that you know when you get married and you know all bets are off and you're mine and you know it, people tend to forget that the other person is not thinking like how you are mm -hmm. you on this whole like we're gonna do this we're gonna do that you know we're 
we're doing this thing together and I, I, I'm lining up all my priorities and I'm trying to take care of this, take care of that, do this, do that. And this other person is just way out somewhere else, not even thinking about anything you got going on. Mm-hmm. So like I said, you know, whether you're a girlfriend, a situation shit, a hoe, don't even matter. It all the rules apply. It's you're not you're not the exception because you married. Okay. You're not the exception because you a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And it happens to all of us. Like, yeah, the breakup so. gonna be bad if it's so. A- like I said, the end result is still the same. The breakup is still gonna be a breakup. You know what I mean? Like, regardless if you're married or not. Only thing with being married is you got a piece of paper, and it's an extra process. That's it. An extra process for the breakup. Yep. That's it. <laughs> That's it. And it's, you know what I mean? It's just, you know, you got to go through the legal process of signing some papers to un- unattach yourself to this person. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, it's, it's all the same. Did you have a um, big wedding the first time? No. You no. going to have a big wedding the second time? No. You about to all be bridesmaids in this thing? Nope, nope. I ain't doing none of that. Um, to be honest, like I'm having a you know a small wedding, and it's only you know a selected few coming, and it's basically like, you know, I'm not gonna be inviting two or three hundred people that I don't talk to mm-hmm. on a day to day basis. I, I believe in that. Why? Why? Like I'm what not. I'm not like you can hear just like you heard through the grapevine that I had a kid. You can hear through the grapevine that I got married. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I don't. I feel like it's a waste of money to have a big all out like million dollar wedding. Like yeah. no, that's how I it's, feel. You know what I mean? No, none of y'all been to my house to have dinner. We don't talk on the phone. We don't go meet up to do nothing. And then all of a sudden, you want me to pay for all this stuff to entertain you? Why would I do that? That's crazy. I'm not doing that. Yep. So, no, I don't. Now, I mean, if, you know, to each his own. If that's yeah, what some people want to do, you know what I mean? Right. If that's what you want to do, then by all means, do it. You know what I mean? Be, you know, be good at it, whatever. But I just don't feel like, for me to, like I said, have a wedding with three, four hundred, I mean, hundred people, and I don't even talk to half of these people. Not doing it. I will say that when you're in your forties, that you have a no nonsense attitude. That you really don't give a damn about what other people have got going on, and you give a damn about what they care about you. And ain't that free? Like, don't you feel a lot freer than when you was in your twenties? You worry about every time every everybody's thought about you and or how you did stuff or who you interacted with or any of that stuff. You know what? When I was being that I was married at a, such a young age, there was so many people that I looked up to that I didn't realize hmm. that you know when you see a black couple, you know, doing it and. And it's just like they're, you know, they got their other, other things together and they, they're, you know, building this life together. And then once you found out that they're not doing that anymore, it's like a death blow. Mm-hmm. So I literally, it's been since, uh, it's been five years, six, five years, five years. I'm sorry, no, four years. It's been four years since I've been divorced. 
And wait. Yeah, it's been four years. <laughs> and I guess you can say like I went through that whole divorce experience by myself. Like really not with no family support or anything like that. Okay. So I guess you can say yeah. um I was stuck in the garden you know, I guess, you know, the people that knew us and it was like, if they knew, they knew. If they didn't, they didn't. Okay. So I literally just, um, literally last month, I was at a football game for my nephews and um, I seen one of our, you know, longtime friends that we knew since we were all kids, you know, high school. They didn't even realize that we were divorced. Mm-hmm. And once they found out, because he was all like, yeah, I'm all that. And I'm like, um, he's good, but he's remarried. <laughs> Got a whole new wife. I don't. I'm <laughs> like, I'm, I just I just know that he's cool. You know, mm-hmm. I talk to him here and there maybe once a month. And that's only because of our kids. And then he's like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, hey, what happened? You know, and that whole like, yeah. reopens up a whole lot of crap that I was done with. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you kind of selectively choose who you want to talk to about it and who you don't want to talk to about it. Yeah. So with him, I feel like I had to explain. Okay. But do with you other like, people like we should say like now, that. like, don't see me at the grocery store and start asking me about why my relationship ain't together right now. If I tell you it ain't together and I don't go into the story myself, shut up and <laughs> can potatoes. Like, I don't know. Yeah, like, but yeah, but it's just it's just sometimes it's just you know, those certain people where you feel like, okay, all right, I, I guess yeah. I owe it to you to say something because he was. He was like, oh, I used to look up to y'all and oh, this, y'all black love this and black love that. And I, I was just like, <laughs> I felt like I broke his heart. <laughs> you like, I'm sorry. Should have yeah, called so, Yeah. It, right, right. So it was so many people that looked up to, you know, us being married that it was so much on my shoulders that once I got a divorce, I was released of all of that. So I felt free from all of that. Mm, that's nice. But I didn't even have to I didn't even have to, you know, really worry about that too much. And so much time had went past that it's like a breath of fresh air. Like I can talk about it, I can say whatever I can well, yes, I can, yeah, I can see that. I can see now because the time had passed. By the time he asked you, it was like, I can talk about it. Because that first year, you don't want nobody asking nothing. Oh, what? I'll be done slaying somebody's throat and say something about it. <laughs> that first year, you like, and, and, I'll, and I'll tell you this about him. Let me tell you, did you know this? Did you know he was... <laughs> right, so, so, like... So I, I still spared everybody the, the the details of, you know, I still was just like, you know, we didn't work out. We went our mm-hmm. separate ways. And that's just that. I never drug him through the mud as much as I wanted to. Only through a few people I did. But, you know, I, you know, I didn't want to. I never... I never put my business out there on front street anyway. Mm-hmm. So whatever people knew about my relationship is what they knew. Yeah. You know, and that was that was just it. Cause I was never 
you know, out there, like, oh, we got a cool argument. Oh, this, oh, that, oh, he did this, or I did that, or anything yeah. like that. I was never like that. So when somebody found out something, I was just like, what? <laughs> oh my God, what? And I'm just like, why are you so surprised? There's just so many people that go through these different things right. every day. But, right. So, Oh, you know, because it's the social media age, everybody thinks that you're supposed to like start running the breakdown of a relationship to them on on the internet. Right. I, I tell right. people like, when I'm coaching people, I'm telling people like, you would not have dinner with them. Why are you posting this on social media? Right. I don't, was not and it don't care. Like the people right. don't, don't do that because those people you you got seven hundred friends on social media why are you telling all of them that you ain't happy at your house right now that what's it going to do so yeah right. a lot of people going to be shocked and then like you said you know shocked. that that's the thing too like when you go through a breakup it's it's almost like okay having a group of friends you got this group of friends and this group of friends is always uh on you with the peer pressure yeah you know, you gotta, I mean, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. Um, like, you know, me telling people, the, the few selected people that I told I'm getting a divorce, it's like, oh no, you gotta, gotta work it out. You gotta do this, you gotta do that. And I'm just like, you guys are not in my shoes mm -hmm. to know what I'm really dealing with. Yeah. You know what I mean? So why do I have to stay? For you? You know what I mean? Like, am I saying, yeah, right. Am I saying for you or am I saying for myself? Because if I'm unhappy, I gotta go. Right, I'm steady telling you, I'm not happy here. And you like stay because you you want to see something work. Then you come over here and be <laughs> be unhappy because right. I'm right. not happy. So here. we were. I just I just was, you know, I was you know I was never that type to announce anything that I had going on. You know, if you saw it, you saw it. Like if you just happened to be at my house and we argued, oh well, you know, you were just there and you'd be like, oh damn, they argued. You know what I mean? But um no. if you happen to be, you know what I mean, like it was just one of them things. But you know, other than that, it was just like, no, you know, you got so many people that try to influence you to do what you don't want to do. Mm -hmm. And that's another reason why I was so like I'm not announcing this. Mm -hmm. If you find out, you find out. If you don't, you don't. And I'll tell you, like, my family was so non-supportive and mm -hmm. so judging. And so, like, I didn't find out, like, you know, one of my aunts was so judging that, and, and I used to hear her say when, when we were married that, you know, my older cousin, she wanted to hang out with me. She's single, you know. Oh, mama, let's go out, let's do this, let's do this. Oh, uh-uh. She don't need to be going out. She married. Oh. And it's like, well, why did you say that? But I'm going out anyway, but why did she say that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And then when I get a divorce, it's just like, oh, who's you? Mm. I don't know if I... I'm gonna have to ask some other people because, like, I don't really, you know, I don't really hear about how the the families treat people after your own family treats you after you announce or they find out that you're you're divorced or getting divorced. Like, I never even thought about how your actual 
family treats you about that. So yeah, it's like, real. Like you, you, you don't realize like how much people pay attention to you mm-hmm. until you actually do something. And you know, divorce, of course, you know, it's a it's a big thing, especially if people look at you and your spouse like, oh well, you know, y'all were a match made in heaven and not really realizing all like all the struggles that we went through and all the different things that we went through. And um when that came to an end, it was just like, damn, I don't have no support. Like y'all so called supposed to be family. Like, is there uh-huh. anything that you wish that somebody had said, like in your family, like you wish that somebody had said or, or, um, done? I guess you can say instead of talking about it behind my back, come to me, they should have came to me and said, Hey, what's going on with this, with that versus who? asking my dad or asking my brother or something like that and getting like the you know not that they needed the whole full story or anything like that or just some sort of explanation from me versus mm-hmm. to somebody else yeah that's always the worst though like it's always the worst when you are like I'm right here just ask me and I'll tell right. you and if you don't feel like you can ask me, then it ain't your business. Like, you know, you can get information from my dad or my brother, but like, it's not your your business if you feel like you got to go to them and you can't ask me. Just ask me. Right. And then you get whatever answer you get. And after that, leave it alone. You wasn't over here trying to make I don't know, like, great every day. I, I don't know if it would be a difference in when I was growing up, music was real, real important in our house. Like everybody, you knew what everybody liked. We played music all the time. So what is one one or two songs that kind of like represent you? Like what what are what would those songs be? You can pick one oh, or you can <laughs> it don't have to be oh, like man. it don't have to it could be from anywhere, any genre, anytime, like but but if you think about you, like what's something like a go-to song or something that represents who you are? Ooh, that's a hard one. Um, oh man, because there's so much music that I like, and there's so much. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I gotta hold on. I gotta think about that. Because, you know, I've always had people to say, what's your favorite this? What's your favorite that? My music? Mm-hmm. And it's like, how that can you changes. have a favorite when there's so much? Yeah, that changes. But like, let me give you an example. When I was growing up, um, I didn't have, you know, me and my dad been rocky our whole entire lives. But from a child, he used to sing Stevie Wonder songs to me. And so he used to sing um, Isn't She Lovely all the time. So anytime that I start to get stressed out, it just start playing in my head. So even though it's not my favorite song, um, sometimes it just comes to me and that's like a song that I sing. Or um, with my grandson all the time, when he was little, I used to sing, um, I bring you home a baby, bumblebee. So sometimes when we walk in, it just start playing in my head. And like, he ain't even talking to me about nothing, but it'll just play. So like, 
some those aren't my favorite songs though and my favorite song change every time somebody put out an album because right now i've been listening to jasmine sullivan's hotels on rotation and nobody can tell me that those ain't my favorite songs right now but they ain't my i wouldn't say that i could pull an all-time favorite song just like if i had to say right now a song that represents me um, just because I'm trying to do all of this stuff, it would be like, I would just say like, it's Jill Scott's try just because I'm trying to do a whole bunch of stuff, but I still wouldn't say that's my favorite song. There's this song from Jasmine Sullivan. Um, I can't think of it. I'm going to have to look it up while we on the phone. I mean, yeah. okay. I'm going to have to look it up because Jasmine Sullivan holding you down. For the longest time, I liked and listened to that song for like so long. And I can't say that as a favorite. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely liked the song, but it was just something about that song that I just related to. It always be like that, cause cause saying yeah, what's your favorite song? It's like you said, it's way too many songs to pick a favorite song. Right, right. It's I way know. too. We're gonna go with Jasmine Sullivan's "Holding You Down." Yeah, okay. we can go with that. I'm trying so to that, playlist um, together with everybody. With oh, all you're putting a playlist. Yeah, I'm going to oh, put a playlist okay. with all the songs that everybody say um, <clears throat> as soon as I get enough to put a playlist together. As always, you know, I thank you for being here to listen to these conversations. Make sure that you're following us on social media. I am on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. I barely do anything on Facebook, so don't look for me there, but I am also on YouTube. So if you want to find it, go ahead. Make sure you share this with your friends because again, these are conversation starters, guys. Sometimes we don't know what to ask our friends. Sometimes we don't know what to say to our friends. And sometimes we don't even know our friends are going through some things. But if we share these conversations, then you can spark conversations and find the commonality in all of us. I'll be back again next week with another conversation. You've been listening to Just Saying Podcast with me, Danny. Bye.